You're listening to ViewSource, a conversation around tech, web development, and WordPress with hosts Ruba Ahmed, that's me, and Brian Kortz. Hello, hello. Uh, we're recording today on a Friday, and um, I'm a little under the weather today, but how are you? Um, I'm, I'm feeling great. No complaints. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm not... I'm not racked with like the weird disabilities of like a senior citizen or anything weird like that. So <laughs> no, I'm doing great. Uh-huh. All right. So today's question, today's opening question to you is what kind of HTML do you often find yourself modifying with PHP? Modifying HTML <clears throat> with PHP. So I have a bunch of HTML sitting somewhere. Yes. And I have access to PHP because I'm probably in WordPress and yes. I need to like do it. The The big example I can think of is I've had sites like very large WordPress content sites yeah. where they say something, and this is like, especially in the days of the classic editor, but would probably mm -hmm. still apply where they yeah. say something like, we want a rel tag changed on every link in our database that points to an internal link. So you have to right. scan every content, find every link, make sure it's an internal link, then change the rel tag. Don't lose the tags that are there. Add this new one, something like that. A regular mm -hmm. expression nightmare. Uh, that's like <laughs> the, the kind of example I could think of, something I've done a lot. Totally, totally. Um, what, there's two that I've been having to do recently. One is uh, modifying the gallery code for the WordPress gallery block to make it work with a light box. Mm. And two is modifying existing short codes to add more features to them, to their output, so that we can target them in certain ways. And those are kind of similar because the gallery is kind of like a short, like a, it's like a short code, right? Kind of. No, it's, I mean, like, no, it's like, it's like a gallery wrapper and then they have like the image blocks inside it, sort of like an inner blocks setup. Uh, well, I'm thinking like classic, classic old yeah. gallery, but yeah, yeah, but... yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah those, those are like a good example. It's 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 kind of like anytime you get a bunch of HTML and you're just so used to like in WordPress being able to just change anything. Like you're so used yeah. to like a filter, a hook, an action. Every variable like has a place for you to like modify it. And when you're just yeah. dealing with like already rendered HTML, it's kind of like oh, like I. I really don't want to like layer JavaScript on and like do weird things yes. that I, we all know is bad. Exactly. So it comes up. But totally, totally. But today I want to talk about a very specific situation that you definitely found yourself dealing with a lot in your project. And then I found myself having to deal with it a little bit in my project too. And that is the scenario of needing a lot of SVG elements in your mm -hmm. PHP code. So do you want to tell us a little bit about, like, give us a little context for that? Well, I'm, I'm like a huge fan of inline SVGs. Like, I, like browser support be damned. I will just throw an SVG <laughs> code like straight into the markup. And, uh, because I really hate loading like icon fonts and I really hate dealing with all that stuff. And I love, I love when you stick an SVG like straight into the element, straight into your code. And then you can treat it like HTML in the sense that you can apply colors and sizes yep. to it. Um, you can it can inherit the color using mm -hmm. like current color. Like I love 
I just love that whole idea. And so when I'm building a site, I often throw all my SVGs into like a folder. And then I try to do things like use like get template part or something, you know, or like write a little function so that right. I can just pass the name and I can get the SVG and I can just like inject it into my templates and stuff. So yeah. that's usually a place where I'm like playing around with SVGs a lot in like the mm -hmm. PHP world. Totally. And same thing goes for me. In my case, I had an SVG in a project and it was the same SVG, but it has different colors related to different situations because it was like connected to the background of another block. So it needs to like inherit yeah. the color of that block, right? So I wanted the same thing. I want to inline the SVG so that it's really easy to change the fill color um, without having to have a different image or whatever for each different version and in this case it would have been like nine different versions of the same image i didn't want to do that so i know that you and i found and saw a bunch of different svg just lying around on on you know the world wide web and we'll link to a bunch of those in the show notes but we came up with the idea for a different technique which is related to a new uh feature class yeah what is it called yeah that come that came in WordPress 6.2, right? Thing. And yeah, yeah, a really new cool thing called the HTML, the WP HTML tag processor. And honestly, I think it's one of the coolest non Gutenberg things to come out of a WordPress release in a while, right? Y yes, although there was like just this morning an announcement of like, yes, the you, you know what I'm talking about, where they're like making yeah. copies of your plugins before you, uh. That, but that's be a not in a release yet. That's not yeah, there but yet. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But in existing <laughs> releases, this is really exciting. So um, when you hear that term, and I mean, obviously, you already know what it does. What do you think about? What do you guess that it might do? So the HTML tag processor takes HTML tags yeah. and then it processes them. Yes. Right? That's what you it wanted me to say, right? That's, the, that's what you were <laughs> queuing me up for? Sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, it's really cool because what it really does, right, is it breaks down the tags in any given HTML and lets you update its internal attributes or properties without having to use regular expressions. So it's like a really fantastic replacement for regular expressions in a lot of situations where you might use like something like preg match or preg replace in PHP, you know, to try to like do some janky thing that's only going to work in very specific situations and could easily break sometimes. And now we have a lot more safer version to traverse sort of the DOM, right? An HTML tree. Yeah, and I was thinking back to some of the other approaches we've done. Like, I think there's like the DOM document class, right? Yes. Like there's there's all these other ways <clears throat> that we've done this. And then this one, it just yeah. feels like somebody finally, like I just imagine somebody was like, this just needs to exist. It feels like a thing that needs to exist. Somebody just got so frustrated, I guess, and just was like, I'm going to build <laughs> a tag processor for HTML because, you know, at the end of the day, HTML, it's pretty, it's it's pretty like, standard you know like mm -hmm, it's not going to mm -hmm. change we all write it the same once you yeah. start breaking tags into like little attributes and properties and stuff so it's it's kind of one of those things like i can't believe this didn't exist before and i'm glad yes. that somebody finally did it and that it's just sitting there in wordpress like ready for you to use it's not some extra php thing that's like has to be installed on your server blah 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 like yeah it's just they're ready to use exactly so 
taking this really cool sort of HTML tag processor, uh, we have now, I created this function that I think I've, I've already started using it personally, um, to help us process inline SVGs and make some modifications that you might need to make, uh, before you sort of input it into your PHP code. Do you want to go through the code and stuff with me? Yeah. Show me this code where, cause I think this is such a good example. I, well, on a side note, did you see the, um, the blog post? Was it, um, was it Adam, Adam. blog post? Yes. I think that's how, that's how I discovered it. Adam, and I'm not going to say the last name because I'll probably butcher it, but we'll put yeah. the link to the post in the show notes, uh, tweeted about it before 6.2 release. And that's how I found out that this thing existed. But did you see the blog post actually has like little inline like examples of the tag that processor run. that run and you can change them and you can yeah. change the code you give it to see how it works. Um, yes. Just a super cool post that um, if you want to wrap your head around all the different ways you could use it, um, definitely a must read and a must click. I actually feel like I want to share my screen and show that first. So let's do that first. Okay. So. This is Adam's blog, the one that you were just talking about. And it has this little playground, this live example that you can actually run. And then it will change, you know, show you what that HTML output is. But you can actually like play with it like you just said. So I could add an exclamation mark here, run it again, and it'll show me what that new output will look like. I've never seen yeah. this done before, like, but I'm starting to see this in a lot of different places where people have like little mini playgrounds in their blog posts. Mm -hmm. And they're really cool. Yeah. And what's neat about it is like that first example of give, like I have an image and it needs an alt tag. And that's like kind of a common one. Cause there are some spots in WordPress, like I remember like avatars and things like that, where like sometimes yeah. you're, you're dealing with the HTML after it's already created and you don't mm -hmm. want to mess with it. You don't want to break it. You don't want to like add stuff to it. So the fact that you can just grab that HTML, it breaks it all right. into little pieces. You can look for the element you want, change the attribute that you want. And then it mm -hmm. gives you back that perfectly formatted HTML. Um, exactly. Cool. Yeah. And it like, you know, Adam breaks it down really well. And this was like the first post that I read about it that really like set, cemented my understanding of the processor. So I definitely encourage everyone to go read the post. It's super awesome. And then we'll also link to the actual official dev note that goes a little bit more into detail of how this thing works as well. But the post that I have here is in our, you know, view source blocks theme. And here, this is actually a PHP template, which renders an SVG version of our logo in the footer. And it adds like a little class to it and a bunch of different things um, using this little SVG helper function that we'll walk through that uses the HTML tag processor to create this. So it's super simple, but this is what, this is what the output is like. <laughs> So the output is an SVG on the front end of your website, but mm -hmm. the magic is what can I do to that SVG before it spits out without having to, because I, I, I'm not going to lie, I have like a recent project in mind where it was like variations of, of like buttons and it was like a different one for each color. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, part of that was because I was using background images and not inline SVGs. So it was a little mm -hmm. harder to pass those like variables and stuff, but uh this, um, I'm excited to see what, what your function looks like. Yeah. So let's look at the function. 
So here we are. This is sitting in the functions.php file of the branch of resource blocks. And we'll link to that in the show notes as well. And I called it just very simply get SVG in, you know, the pattern of all WordPress functions. Although there was a time when I was like, maybe it should have been get the SVG. But I was like, it's okay. You can just be get SVG. And it takes a few different parameters. It takes a file name. Um, what attributes you might want to change, and optionally, where a directory for where the image lives. So and it has a default based on the on your theme. Go ahead. Like yes. this would be in a theme. Exactly. So this is this is assuming a use in theme. But obviously, if you were going to stick this function into a plugin, you could change this default and the first line where it's actually getting the file contents from the directory. So here I have it set to like, you know, we get style sheet directory and then whatever the default image directory is, if you've, or the one that you've passed. So in a lot of my themes, I usually have like an assets folder and then there's like an images folder. So I set that up as my default. And that way when I'm using the function, all I have to pass it is the name it doesn't even need to have the .svg extension because it's literally meant for SVG. So just the name of the file and what things I might want to modify about it if I do want to. What if I what if I do pass .svg at the name of the file? Yeah, right now this doesn't account for that, so oh, it will man. definitely throw an error. <laughs> I mean, it I'm can already be improved. Like, <clears throat> I'm looking at this being like I'm going to throw so many extra slashes in that directory <laughs> that you're going to be like, this is working. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's definitely like there's a very specific way that you need to use the function in order for it to work. And it doesn't have too many fail safes in it. But there is one fail safe that I did add to it. And hey, it was, hey, if that file name doesn't actually exist, it will throw an error and then it will let you know like what it what it was trying to assume. So it'll say, hey, this is the directory that I was looking in. And here is sorry, it's going to bother mm. me. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, gotta gotta align those arrows in an array. Yeah. My goodness, uh, and so you yeah. So well, they're pretty. They're the, the ligature arrows are pretty. They're nice. Uh, but yeah, it'll tell you the file name and the directory that it was trying to uh, find it from. So hopefully that helps you debug the error if you end up with one. So you know, I did put a little failsafe in there, just a tiny yeah. little bit. Okay, so once we've gone here and we're assuming you know the file is all good. It was an SVG file. We we're able to get it to it successfully. Then we go ahead and we initialize the HTML tag processor with the code, with the in, like with the string uh, that has the SVG code in it. Yeah. Cause, cause we want, like we're dealing with a string essentially, like when you're dealing yes. with the HTML tag processor. So you're using file get contents because you don't want the SVG file. You want the contents of the file as Correct. a string that you can pass into the processor. Exactly. And this is really nice because one of the actual other like variations of this that I used to do before is I would stick the PHP, uh, the SVG file into a PHP file. And this way you don't even have to do that. You can just grab a regular SVG file from wherever you might need it. Just you run file, get contents and then grab the string that the has the HTML code in it. So you use that to initialize the HTML tag processor. And then the very first sort of command you call from this class, this object that you've created is next tag. And mm -hmm. next tag is basically in this case, the first tag, but that's how you say, okay, I want to apply whatever I'm about to do to this 
this tag right now because you're gonna you could have multiple tags in your uh, string that is your HTML right and this will let you process every single one even the opening tags even the closing tags technically what if I'm curious yeah. what if I got my SVG and it came from like Adobe Illustrator where they put a bunch of like junk at the top like a XML mm -hmm. tag and all that stuff does it deal with all of that are you where do I have to have mm -hmm. a nicely formatted, clean SVG without all that extra junk? Yeah, this this right now this assumes that there's only the one like general SVG tag in your file. But you know, that's a good point. This should probably like have a check in it to make sure that it is the actual we're targeting the actual SVG element tag. Um mm -hmm. so I'm gonna add that here as a to-do. To do. What does Copilot think you need to do? Well, now it's telling me correctly, um, but before it was like, just check that there's attributes or it was trying to document the if statement first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I can add that information here later, but let's assume that, you know, we are in H SVG element and actually maybe it's helpful. This is the SVG element that we're currently working with. So it's just a file and it only has one top level SVG element and that's the SVG and then inside there's like a bunch of paths and gradients and that kind of thing and that's all that this file has and uh the way I got this I just I created this thing in Figma and then I was just able to right click on Figma and the image in Figma and just have it export an SVG version of it so Figma is actually really nice it, it will do a pretty clean code file for an SVG yeah, so you, you weren't in Adobe Illustrator in, uh, no. <laughs> you know, 2015, pulling up that crazy, like, export as a screen. Yeah. 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 That stuff is, it, it does do some pretty wild things with the file there, for sure. All right. So once we're in there, in this case, if there are any attributes that we've passed it to change, so like let's say you wanted to change the width of the attribute of the SVG, it'll mm -hmm. go through that and then update the SVG with it. And for that, the HTML tag processor actually uh, provides us with a a function called set attribute and you just pass it the name of the attribute and then the value you want to set it to and even if that attribute already exists it will overwrite it so it's not like if there was already a width one it'll add an additional width attribute so that's really mm -hmm. nice yeah that's super handy especially like you ever get in that place where you add like a style tag but there was already a style like yeah. there's a style attribute here and then it's adding it here and then it's ignoring the first one and yeah that's mm -hmm. the fact that it can like be a little more contextual and like actually update the information. That's better. But what about classes? Does it over, it'll override the classes? Yeah. So if you were to use set attribute to set the class, then it overrides it, but they actually have like a special function for it called add class that you can use instead. And what that'll do is it will find the existing class attribute if there is one and it will include your class and instead of overriding the entire property, uh, which is really, really nice because sometimes you have SVGs or really anything that you might be processing. You might have other classes that are really important for the styling, but then you want to add something of your own as well well right i mean that's mm -hmm. a very common use case it's like so little code no regular yeah. expressions no like not like going into that what's that like i go to like regex101.com and you're like yes. all right do i need a bracket do i need an i do i need a asterisk here you know you're not like mm -hmm. dealing with any of that stuff you're just yeah. using some nice nice functions 
Yeah. I mean, I think there's, it's like double the lines of codes it needs to be just because there's commons in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in, in this case, this function, it checks, you know, if you're trying to do a class, it will use the add class function. Otherwise it'll use a set attribute function and it will set the attribute. And then it will, uh, we use a function from the processor called get updated HTML, which will return the updated version. And then you can just return it. And in this case, like you could also echo it, but I choose to return it because that's a little bit more flexible on the front end. And that's it, you've modified your SVG. And honestly, this function could be very quickly and very easily uh, set up to work with almost any kind of HTML you wanted to instead of just an SVG, you know? So where are you using this function? Do you have like a template yes. we can look at? Because I want to see you, I want to see you call it. Yeah. So I created a little template and actually tangent. I this is a block theme. So first I had to like Google, how do you add a PHP template and have it <laughs> render like the header and the footer and all of the proper things in a PHP template that's inside a block theme. So there's a lot of code in this template, but the part that we maybe, care about. What? Maybe we need a demo like <laughs> code, uh, like a theme that's not a block theme for some of these episodes <laughs> where we're doing things. So now it's good. Now yeah. we can do a PHP template whenever we want. <laughs> Um, so I can make you know, you're the only person like hacking the block theme to go back to <laughs> please let me just spit out some PHP. It, it it works. And I think there's gonna be a lot of use cases. Like I think that there is a situation where you might want to do mostly a block theme, but have like maybe one or two custom things that you need. So honestly, this like the ability to create a PHP template in a block theme could be and probably should be easier than having to like do all this extra code that I did, but Apparently, this is how it's working for now, so it's okay. Well, so here on, go ahead. I was going to say it was just thinking about. <clears throat> we were just talking about SVG icons separately, and was talking. There's like a an icon block from like Nick Diego that you know you could put yeah. an SVG into it, and you it'll like yeah. render a block on the front end. And I was just thinking mm -hmm. how you could use that combined with something like this, where like if you're using the block editor and you're putting in SVG icons using a plugin or something like that, and you're like, man, I wish I could use the tag processor. Like those, all these opportunities for you to just like parse out the HTML of your page and find the things yeah. that you want and like mess with them and stuff. Like it opens up like so much more freedom to know that you can tweak the, uh, the individual elements. Yes. The output. Yeah. Totally. No, I totally agree. And it's pretty cool. Honestly, I mean, block themes are still kind of work in progress, but the amount of stuff that you can already do in them and the fact that they still support PHP, even if not as well as I would like, is really, really nice. So in this case, I have basically a regular page um, and it does like you can put your regular blocks, your content in it. But then in the footer, I decided to use the get SVG uh, function to render the actual logo. So here I first, you, you know, initialize get SVG, then I pass it the name of my file. So in this case, it's called view source dash mark. And then I pass it an array of my attributes. So the very first thing I have is a class and the class is site dash footer underscore underscore view source dash mark. And then I say, hey, if there's a height on this SVG, I want you to null it out, make it empty because I don't want it to have its own height. But then, and it, but if there is a width, let's make the width 200 pixels. And so if I go to the front end and we inspect this 
little thing right here. Let me make that bigger. You can see that it has a class now and the height is empty. So it does show the height, but it's empty. And mm -hmm. the width is set to 200 pixels. But I could easily go ahead right now and make it do something else if you tell me what to do. Hmm. <clears throat> well, you could, so like you could change the fill color. You could go yes. deeper and you could go into like the path and you could change colors like there if you really knew like what you were looking for. Or like you could go through, you could like, I don't know, there's a lot of things you could do. I mean, it, the function, this particular function doesn't handle inner well, your function, paths. Yeah. yeah. But it will only handle the SVG one. But with the processor in general, yeah, you could totally yeah. go through and do like all kinds of things. You could even go and edit that linear gradient that is part of the definitions and make it do make it have a different color. I mean, it's it's pretty nice, like a lot of the stuff that becomes possible in PHP with this for manipulating literally anything, but especially things like SVGs and image files and galleries and anything sort of dynamic that you might get like rendered output for from somewhere else. And, but you want to have to manipulate it on the server before it even hits the front end. I'm curious what they're going to be using this for in core. Like I, I, I now I want to know like the backstory, like what was the use case that triggered this? What is the, where are the places that we're like starting to see it get used? <clears throat> we need to do some like discovery work. Yeah. I, I remember I was curious about it too, and I did start to look it up. And I think that it has something to do with like upcoming phase three work that is related to like the collaboration and the translation and the changing of the dashboard, something to do that to do with that. But yeah, that would be interesting to like dig into for sure and see exactly what prompted this need to create a much better, more effective version of basically traversing like any kind of HTML. Yeah. And so you could use this once in the header and you could pass it like a class or something mm -hmm. that changes it to be like a white, you know, on a dark background and you could, you know, yeah. start contextually like spitting out the same SVG in multiple places. Um, totally. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I could just go in here right now and give it another, like, make the height also be 200 pixels. I don't know what that's going to do, but let's see. In this case, it didn't really change it much. Hold on. Let me make it 500 pixels. So because it's just changing the height, it's just changing the height of the whole SVG element here. But now it's 500 pixels. Like, it works really well. It, it's actually really fast, very performant. And... um I'm really excited to like play with it a lot more. And it definitely made adding a light box to the gallery block in WordPress so much easier than it ever has been before that I was like, thank you. Why didn't this exist before? But I'm so happy that it exists now. Yeah, I could see like things like adding data attributes when you're dealing with like light boxes, carousels, things like that. I could see yes, adding exactly. like ARIA labels to things when you know that you need those uh, like ARIA labels on things. Um, there's yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of cool things you could do with it. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I have for us today. You know, I thought it would be fun to take a take a look at the HTML tag processor. I wrote a blog post about it a couple weeks ago as well. And there's a bunch of other like a bunch of interesting ways to include SVGs um, in uh, WordPress. And I thought it was really cool to see everybody kind of had like their own little snippet. Like I've done an annoying thing where I'll just make it a PHP file and use like get template part. 
because yeah, uh, it's I've done like, that too. <clears throat> dynamic, but then you're like, you have to rename all the SVGs to like because it, it only works with PHP files. So it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to see like everybody's different little like ways to do it. Um, I think that this is probably going to, with the tag processor, like this is going to be kind of like the new gold standard get SVG uh, gist that kind of gets shared around, I think. My prediction. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, I know that there was a lot of conversation around it on Twitter when when I first shared it. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, there are iterations or if other people come up with even more improved versions. Like maybe, like just like you said, like the ability to maybe also deal with the inner components of SVG elements and not just the top level. That would mm-hmm. be cool too. Dealing with the error of, hey, what if I passed it the extension as well? Will it be able to fix that? So I think iteratively something like this will probably become like the way a lot of people handle not just SVGs, but a lot of different like files and inclusions that you sometimes need to do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess we'll talk next week. All right. I'll see you then. See ya. Visit viewsource.fm for the latest updates and links to the show notes. Review and subscribe to ViewSource in iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.